Barbacod success. success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, Johnson City, Tennessee, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia, and now Proficient Nail Academy, downtown Johnson City, Tennessee. Spreading love, the Tri-City way is one way, but check this, spreading love, the Crown Cuts way is the only way. Coming to you live and direct, downtown Johnson City, from Maypop Media, the man himself, Mitch on the ones and twos live. We got to put Maypop Media in there. Coming at you. Yes, sir. Again, shout out to Feedspot for ranking us in the top 25 podcasts in the world and top 25 podcasts in the United States. <laughs> I think in the top three at that. And our favorite spot, you said one of our friends is going to Madagascar, right? Madagascar. He was already there that, the He's day there? the tornado happened. Oh, um, man. I missed out. So we're going to try to get something live from, from you guys in Madagascar. When you told me that, Emma, I jumped. I was, it blew me away. But again, let me let you guys introduce yourselves before y'all put the pads on. <laughs> Joe the Bar. <laughs> Joe the Bar from Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, J Bob on Instagram. How many Dennis Rodman shirts you got? A lot. That's the second. You wore a Dennis Rodman shirt? Dennis Rodman is fire. That's a I'm totally sorry. different one. It's a man mixed with personalities. <laughs> you had the blue, he had blue hair in the last one that I seen you, you wore. I love it. Okay, respect. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? Virginia, shout out Virginia. I'm from VA. Uh, all these dudes from Tennessee. So I just, I just realized that. What were you talking about, Jordan? We was talking to him about uh, responsibilities of the landlord, man. That was that's the kind of conversation we were talking about for the podcast. But I don't know how do you feel, Jordan. How do you sweet? You got some stuff that needs to be done. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, so I got. Uh, see, I, I really everything's completely done. Uh, oh yeah, everything's done. But uh, you know, <laughs> pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we just we just got. I mean, I just got some you know some rugs and got the some decor. Loose, got some loose ends to tie up. Yeah, we got some. I got, got some the wet grass rug. No, huh? you got the wet grass rug. No, I didn't get that. That junk's too much. That's like five hundred dollars. Hey man, you got you got you got deck out your space. Now y'all gotta come see it. No, for real, y'all need to come see it. It's that nice. wet grass rug is like. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's, it depends on how big it is. But when you moved in your shop, Craig, was it ready to go? Like, did you have to do a lot of stuff to it? I had to do the um, I had to do the floor. I had one of my friends. He came and did um, the tiles for me. And but aesthetically, as far as the walls, everything was there. We just redid the the tiles. Did you have problems like with your building, like at throughout the years? Like you had a what was it like? Did you ever come to the landlord and be like, "Yo, I need this done"? Um, no, nah, only thing happened one time during the like thirty days. Our AC went out. Ooh, 30 days? Was oh, yeah. it summertime? Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's horrible. Y'all cooking in there. <laughs> Sweating, yeah. trying to do his lineup. Trim yeah. is getting turned, like, changed volumes. 30 yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those hot, hot summers, so it was kind of cool. We had what, fans. What was the reasoning? Um, Why did it take so long? One of a, a part. I mean, a part. It just took as long to get the part. Yeah, it's about twenty seven. I just stole a part. <laughs> you don't just get parts for them ACs, man. From HVAC units, you just gotta. Yeah, he. I think he had to go to China or something doing them parts. So I don't know. Yeah, go. He had to fly out of China himself. I don't know. It took a while, and it was it was yeah disastrous. We was but we hey, you know when you when you know when you we have to make the we have to make the bacon, man. We have to we have to cook. We have to we have to prepare. We have to we have to we have to work. 
Ain't nothing worse. You know, barbers than. can't stop thirty days. That's a long time. I mean, I've been I've been in the shop multiple times with the AC out. For real, that junk is sweat. horrible. One hundred percent, so horrible. Client sweat. You put the cape on the client and it's wet. You gotta change capes. I better do that. No, but we had the um, windows open. We had some fans. I was kind of help that worked out. It wasn't as hot. If it was one of the hot hot summers, we'd be in trouble. But it was it was it's a little bit murky. But we we worked it out. The one day when the HVAC went out for me, it was uh, the. Two guys I work with, one of them had surgery. Mm-hmm. The other one was out sick for a week. My HVAC at home was messed up, and the HVAC at the shop was messed up. So I was cutting by myself right. in the shop, no AC, by myself. And then I go home and had no AC at home. So it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was horrible. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. I, mean, I think the thing is you got to communicate with your landlord. Hey, can I get – this is an important part of my business – um, if I don't have the AC, I can't work. It's uncomfortable to cut hair without being cut with, with being uncomfortable. Um, hey, can you help me on this rent? Can you at least subsidize or, or and yeah, do something about the rent for this month? Or and maybe also half or doing something? the research for the stuff that you need in there, like stuff that you yeah. might not even think about. Oh yeah, every state is different. Yeah, so if you do like you. They might like have a spot, and you have to have certain stuff requirements and stuff to I mean, even the, be in there. So. The basic you got to have hot and cold running water. That's a must. You got to have a working restroom. That's a must. I don't, I don't see how people could be out there without a hot and cold running water at a shop open on a, a restroom. Yeah, that's tough. Are those things standard? Like, is it so when you when you lease a spot, are they required by law to give you these things, or does it have to be inside the the lease agreement? I mean, before you open, you sh- you got to have that. I but mean, I'm saying on the part of the landlord. Like, I mean, right? I know I know in Tennessee it says before you move into your shop, you gotta have hot and cold running water and a restroom. But what a landlord says, nah. I mean, well, you can't you sh- you can't rent there. Yeah, you shouldn't rent there because why would you want to go in a in a shop? So whatever, you have a wife, you have a um, couple of kids, your wife coming out to use the restroom real bad, and she just know she's going to use the restroom when she go to the shop. It's not working. Mm-hmm. You know how messed up she would feel? How messed up you would feel? Yeah. You right. So what, so, okay, so the landlord, say the landlord's your homie, and <laughs> <laughs> he's your homie, and, well, you got to have a communication. You, you guys got to communicate. Be like, yo. Yeah, hold him accountable? Of course. He sure ain't charge you rent at all. Till that is that is that's and that's another thing people don't think about. You can negotiate a lot of things. If I paint this, redo the floors, and put a new toilet in here, you give me rent off for yeah two months because yeah. that's saving him. He ain't got to pay a contract to come in here and do everything. It's yeah, saving yeah, him money. That, that's a great point. Hey, I'm gonna put the bathroom together. I'm gonna get the uh, get a plumber to come in and and work this out. Just give me six months rent. And that's one thing that people don't think about when you become a business owner. Like you can barter. Like you don't just have to, it doesn't always have to be cash figures. There's things you could do to negotiate that that is not necessarily money. Like you could actually use your own physical labor to negotiate. You do have some negotiation power. Yeah, so that's 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 something that you only learn when you go through it. Because well, you ain't gonna really. Well, I mean, you're we're telling you right now, but you're telling you right now. But a, but a lot of people probably, you know, just but still. Well, well, well like, the key is the, the the number one universal language across the world is communication. Yeah. So if you can communicate and let people know, hey. This is what I have. This is what I don't have. And when they tell you in advance, you're like, yo, I, don't, I can't work with that. But if you don't communicate with your landlord, I mean, it's not his fault. It's, I mean, that he going to try and shaft you, and then you find out later. How do you find a spot, though, when you're, when you're looking for spots? What's, so say, say cold turkey, I'm opening a barbershop. I know I want to open a shop. What are some of the things you should look for when opening your first shop? Man. Parking space. 
Okay, that's a good one. Hot and cold running water. Yeah, the basic. A, a, a bathroom. Just the restroom. It depends on how big you want the shot to be. Like if, I mean, if you want it to be pretty big or a decent size, I, I or sweet. Yeah, or sweet. That just baffles me. I'm thinking there ain't no way you can start a shop without the bathroom. Yeah. There ain't no way. Because people use the bathroom, especially people coming in. When you, people come to your spot expecting to use a restroom sometimes. Yeah, they walk straight in there like, oh, man, I'm glad I made it. Like they ran to the finish line at the end of a marathon. They're like, ah, where's your bathroom? <laughs> when, when you, your first spot, how did you find your first spot? Who, me? Yeah. I'm um, just talking to my landlord. I mean, my landlord, I told him what I want to do. He's like, I got a spot for you. Oh, who you rent from now? Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, I own my spot now, my place now. But I'm, when I started, he's like, hey, I got a place for you. Did you, did you cut his hair? Nah. I just went in, looked for, uh, I went in there looking for an apartment. He's like, hey, what do you do? I mean, you know, most landlords, they ask you what you do. They want to know if you're going to be able to pay the rent. Yeah. I was like, I'm a borrower. He's like, you looking to open the spot? I'm like, I'm looking to open the spot. He's like, I got a nice space for you. Mm-hmm. And we negotiated, and my rent, he, my rent was negotiated so sweet where it escalated to the rent I wanted it to be. That's dope. Yeah, so when I started out, just, again. Negotiating. Communicating. Yeah. Communication breaks down barriers. A lot of times. make you, you, you connect with people and you communicate. Well, a lot of people at least to you, too. They'll give you a couple months free just just to help you adjust because they know that you're going through that adjustment period. Like, hey, don't worry about this month or the first two months. You know, get comfortable, get ready because they mostly they know how it is to start a business. And you can really work that out. Now, some people buy the book like, yo, I need my money by the first. They need some money by the first. I need my money by the first, which is fair, too. But look around. Give yourself an opportunity. Look, how did how did yours go when you started out? So when I found mine, um, (laughs) shout out Micah Taylor. Uh, he and, and Craig too, you know, I had a conversation with them and, and it basically came down to like, whenever you know, whenever you're ready to open a shop, you'll know, like there'll be, um, it'll be a perfect spot or it'll be, you know, you'll just know you'll feel it. So the spot came open, uh, on downtown main street area, huge windows right in the middle of a, a, a three-way intersection, um, I mean, it's it's right across from, you know, bar, restaurant. Perfect. I mean, right in the middle of downtown, man. You know, whenever they shut the street down for festivals, it's there. Huge windows. And um, it, it, I mean, there was, it's not 100% perfect. Like, there's a few things that could, you know, like the floor kind of slopes and part of it, which kind of limits my space as far as, like, cutting space. But, uh, I mean, it was great. I mean, it's super visible. And the landlords actually cut their hair. Um, and I knew them through my father and, and I, I didn't know who had the space originally. Uh, but I was like, yo, I want the space call. And they're like, Hey, if you want it, it's yours. So they even offered me to, uh, give me a couple of months free, but I was like, nah, I mean, I didn't want, I wanted to go into this and I wanted to feel that pressure. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to know what it felt like. Cause I felt like if, if somebody kept giving me handouts, you know, even people, I mean, it's one thing to be blessed and I respect that people bless me. I like to, I, I, I'm getting better at receiving blessings. But I didn't want to go into this. I wanted to feel what it felt like to pay that rent. You know what I'm saying? So I could adjust to it. Because if you don't ever get adjusted to that and somebody's always carrying you, then, then you'll be pacified the whole time. But, uh, man, I love my spot. I can't complain. It did need some things. Like when I got there, the hot water wasn't working. That was a problem. Uh, some of my electrical outlets on one side. And, you know, we need our outlets. We barbers. You know, some of my electrical outlets weren't working, so I had they had to come bring an electrician in, mm-hmm. run some more conduit, and get the electricity going. Uh, me and my homie, who I cut his hair, 
I, I, he works at Sherwin Williams. I need to paint a wall. And, you know, a lot of your clients will help you do this stuff too, man. Like you got clients that are contractors. They, you know, do all kinds of stuff or just, or just good at that kind you of stuff. You just got to ask. You, you never know. Communication. Yeah. Communicate. Use your resources. Yeah. You don't realize as a barber, you have at your disposable almost in any type of service provider or any service you need. They might be able to even cut you a deal or whatever. It don't matter. Just because of the people who sit in your chair. That is the biggest asset to being a barber is your chair, the people you want. And, and, and a lot of people recognize that. That's why people solicit the barbers a lot, too. I, I think about it. How much extra does that cost? Just having that, that extra um, relationship with people like that. That's something that's priceless. Having that relationship with people who you, can, who you have at your disposal just to get you almost anything that you need out there, any type of anything you want to put your hands on and touch, you need help with. You have someone who or someone you know who come through your chair, who can help you with. My landlord, I cut their hair. My CPA, I cut their hair. My, um, there was another one. Pastor, attorney. Pastors, I cut their hair. Uh, <laughs> it was funny you said that. There was another one I was going to say. HVAC. H, the dude that runs, I cut the dude that runs the HVAC business, I cut his hair. That's cool. Um, I, Chamber of Commerce. I, the Chamber of Commerce, I, the woman that's the CEO, I cut her son's hair. Uh, <laughs> the newspaper. The newspaper. I just cut the woman that writes the article for the newspaper's husband's hair last week. <laughs> I, I say like the college. Uh, I, I cut. I cut three professors from the college that's down medical school. I cut the CEO of the hospital that works downstairs. The <laughs> high school. The high school. I cut the. I cut the superintendent of the school board's hair. The restaurant. The restaurant. I got. Uh, <laughs> The, my landlord, actually, the restaurant across the street, the landlord, that's his wife. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's you over here naming people like his accolades. On my, you it's know. not even accolades. It's, it's just like, that's my, that the relationship you're in built. touch with the community. That's dope, though. You're yeah, tapped in. Dope. I mean, and, and you only know that. And if you're not talking to your clients, there's no way you can know that either. Yeah, because like last week, I actually cut, and I was like, I mean, I need somebody to do these outlets. Like one of my friends I went to school with. And uh, he was like, yeah, bro, I went to school for electrician. So, so that's chief like, of police. I was like, cut the chief of police. Air. So that brings out another point. If you're a barber and you're introvert and you're not going to talk to your clients, you're missing out on so many important things. That's 60% of, of your business is is the resources that you have through your clients. you limiting your resources. My banker, the dude I, I get my loan through for my business, I yeah, cut his hair. You, you're delaying your progress. I cut a dude that's a news anchor. He was telling me he can help me with uh, putting advertisements on his website for the news. What? Yeah. And he was yeah like, I, ain't I was like, like <laughs> I, got one I was like, yo, that's cool. I got the newspaper though. But check this out. Think about, <laughs> think about the people who you miss out on if it takes you a year and a half to start talking to your clients. Yeah. That, that's the first thing you should focus on. I mean, it's really hard in school because, like, and when I first, I didn't go to school, but when I first started cutting hair as an apprentice, I was so locked in on trying to give a good haircut. I just know I couldn't chew gum and cut at the same time. And it, but it just comes with time. But that's where you work on it in school. Like I said, you didn't go to school. But when you're in school, that's what things you have to work on first. Building your relationships. Securing those important bonds with your classmates, with your instructors. Learn how to keep a valuable conversation Learn how to just build yourself up because you can't wait when you're in the shop to do it because you're going to miss out. You miss out if you take it, if you wait to do these things. And that's a big thing. Most, why do most barbers wait to practice when they get in the shop? When you, when they want to get big bucks to get for a haircut, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's just. I think they just don't understand like what the industry is, and I feel like if you That's if you crazy. don't have that part of the barbering, it makes it so dull. Like you, I mean, you might as well go work in a factory if that's what you're going to do because it's just so boring. Because students waste so much time in school not practicing and working on things. Yeah, just trying to trying to have the best haircut. I think it's just they try to they will try to work on one thing at a time. Like this one dude, like like yeah. one student last week, he's like, man, it's two twenty, it's like two fifteen. He's like, man, I gotta go to work at three thirty. I'm like, why don't you get you that, that cut right there? He's like, well, I don't think I'll make it. I got to work at 3.30. I'm like, it's 2.15 right now. <laughs> <laughs> but students, a lot of time, when they feel like they can cut hair to get comfortable at a cut, they just don't want to cut no more. And that happens a Which lot. Which is stupid. Yeah, it happens a lot. But then guess what? When you go in the shop, they know there's no, hey, well, I mean, they do do it sometimes. Oh, I can't take that cut. I'm going to go to the bathroom. That happens. Because the way you are in school, you're going to be in the shop. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. If you are willing to grow and make yourself uncomfortable and put yourself in a position to be better, then you're going to do that in the shop and you're going to be successful. But if you're ducking haircuts in, in school, if you're showing up late, hanging out, smoking cigarettes, well, vaping now, if you're out vaping and that, or, or smoking blunts in the parking lot, then you're going to be that kind of barber. And then I'll tell you what, I mean, it's easy to be as an instructor, being in school and seeing the people that's doing what they're doing. You know who's going to be successful, who's not going to be successful off, right there in school. Off the rip. Easy. Easily. Yeah. Day one. <clears throat> yeah, you could all you could see him from a mile. Yeah, I mean it's and it's 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 sad, you know, and it's 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 unfortunate because you feel like they're already wasting their time. How you not want to practice at the place you say you're going to learn? How you not want to utilize all the hours, the minutes, the seconds at schools to to get better? Because when you get in the shop, you got to start over again. You think you arrived because you're the best haircutter at the school. Trey, you cut a news anchor? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I yeah. get to the city. I ain't got no news anchor. <laughs> I mean, but you know what I'm saying? How you think you're just going to arrive just because you're the best barber at the school? And, and what most students don't notice, when they look back, and they look at their haircuts in school, and they'll be like, oh, man, I had so much to learn. I had so much to learn. And a lot of barbers, when I talk to them now, it's like, man, I didn't utilize my time in school. But I get it. You don't know what you don't know. But when you have someone in front of you with experiences telling you how to build yourself up, how to be the best barber possible, how to build clientele, yeah, say knowledge is power, but knowledge is only power when you apply it. A lot of y'all listen to this podcast, and you're probably shaking your heads, and, and you don't know what you don't know. You know, sometimes we're just talking at you because you haven't experienced the things we're telling you, but you just file it in your mental Rolodex, and when these things come up, you can be like, hey, because honestly, the journeys are the same. I mean, we have different journeys, but this barber journey is almost the same uh, uh, path in a way. And that's why we can all relate. So just file in your Rolodex. You have to deal with something. You, you might have dirtbag shop owners. You might have a hard time to talk to people. You might, uh, you know, might have higher goals for yourself, but you've got to temper your expectations right now to kind of take those baby steps. And, and we, we all been through those, and we're still going through them right now. So knowledge is only a power when you apply it. So, and it's, and it's going to be tough when you go into school. It's going to be some tough times, but... It's just called life. You're going to have tough times when you're out of school. You're going to have the decisions you're going to have to make when you're out of school as far as, like, your work, career, and your family. Yeah, and that's, it's, I saw this video where it said, uh, it was talking about risky. And the dude, he was in front of a chalkboard, and he was like, you know, marriage is risky. You know, not being, being single is risky. 
you know, being a good employee is risky. Uh, you know, not being a good employee is also risky. So, like, you choose, choose, choose which one you want. I mean, you, which one? It's either either way. You're gonna have challenges, and it's gonna be hard and difficult. So, would you rather be have a high standard for yourself and still deal with tough situations, or would you rather have a low standard for yourself and still deal with those even harder situations? I would say I think it's a lot harder to be a dirtbag than it is to just try to do the right thing. Oh, by far. <laughs> I feel like people that try to go around and cheat and, and get around and move circles around stuff, you're working 10 times harder than just Ooh. dealing with the right thing to do. And then, and then when you get caught, your cover's blown, you got to start all over. Exactly. It's harder to be mean and unnecessary than it is to just yeah. be great. I think, that's in my opinion. No, you're right. Hey man, I, I don't think people understand. Like I had to talk this, with the student um, today at a conference, and one of the things was I, I I try to let the student know is that you want you have three months left of school. You want to take a leave of absence because you are not happy at your job that you work after school, and you need more money. So you want to take three months off. And typically, people who take time off, they, it's hard for them to come back into the groove. I'm like, why would you want to delay your progress or your process to you working at something that you love? Why would you want to delay that? Because life is going to happen again. Because you take three, you take some a leave of absence, and then life happens during that leave of absence. You're going to be like, man, I, I should have, I should have went through school. I should have just finished that. I only had three months left. Why would you want to delay your progress? Why would you want to delay your greatness? You have to think about that. Everybody is going through something. Every, most people have a story to tell when they trying to gain some type of gratification for something they're trying to do. Most people have a story to tell. I guarantee if you talk to about 100 people, do a survey and ask them, what was the toughest thing? What was getting your process like at your at your desired skill whether it be like plumbing electrician nursing um whatever it is or barbers or whatever it is any type of profession that you have to go and put on the line and study and you had something to gain or you had something to lose <coughs> what was that like tell me your story and some people tell you man i had to work three jobs during when i was in school and those stories, you kind of like the hair because you're like, man, you, you put it in. You got to drive an hour and a half one way. Hour and a half. So it's interesting. So I'm at the school in Bristol last week, and we had a, a group of new students come in. And this one guy, he said, and we're going to get them on the podcast. He said, I mean, I've told all these guys my story, but I'm going to tell you. I was like, man, I was a doctor for nine years. In the medical field, doing surgery. Dude, he's a medical. He's a surgeon. Yeah, what? dang, that's crazy. Get him a podcast tomorrow. And he's like, "Yeah, I want to be a barber." So you know what I'm saying? And he—that's not even it. He drives two hours each way. He's a surgeon. And he lives in Kentucky, but he understands hard work. And he understands. Of course he does. Life. But he's <laughs> a surgeon. But my point is, ain't no pressure cutting hair. I mean, yeah, there is. I mean, our, our industry is respectful. I mean, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So our industry is worthy. I don't so, talk about a dude, I know, but a dude that cuts over. people on people for a little I mean, he wants to hear. That, that, that makes it. Do, does barbering make you happy? Yeah. He hears how barbers make you. Barbers making six figures. So if you're making six figures or making good money without the stress, where would you want to go? Where would you want to be? 
I salute the guy. I, 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 I wasn't like, hey, man, your profession is better than mine. I'm like, yeah, our profession is dope. And I see that. You should come to our profession. That's what I thought. I, I wasn't like putting his profession high above ours. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, welcome to the industry. You're going to love it. That's why, I, that's why I was going to school first before I dropped out. I was a surgeon. Then I changed to radiology. How far did you get? Two semesters. See, Jordan, Jordan wasn't going at 12 o'clock. Community college. Jordan wasn't going at 12 o'clock. He wasn't going at 12 o'clock. You can't do You're going to school to be a surgeon. Surgery. I don't know. You got to be well rested. You yeah, got to be, be 100%. You want to go to but it also time. wasn't what I really wanted to do. It was just one of those things that your parents go, like when I grew up, your father was like, yeah, he's going to be a lawyer or he's going to be a doctor. You know? Jordan, I don't think it's fair for you to tell people <laughs> that's what you were going to school for. You made it through two semesters yeah. of eight years of school. <laughs> Actually, it's like nine, nine ten years, years yeah. of school. Because once you get through medical school, then you got to go do your residency for school. I was just thinking about the that's money. That's like two years. I was thinking, I was like, in my mind, I want to do something that I can just make, that I can go to school for the shortest amount of time and make a lot of money. And I think radiology was like seventy five thousand for five years or something like that. And, and I was like, I'll go with that. And you could do barber and make that at yeah. eleven months. But I didn't know I didn't know that barber I didn't know. Like you know, most people like most said, people I don't, don't know what I don't know. Most people don't. So and that's our message to kind of push this industry. And that's what we do this podcast for and let people know, hey, this is a thirty six billion dollar industry yearly. This industry is love. Thirty six billion dollars a year. So there's enough for some for each one of us who come into this industry to get a piece of the pie. There's plenty. And and it's our responsibility and our jobs to keep pushing this industry where it needs to be in the right direction and keep validating it and not and not let no one disrespect our industry and let people know, hey, we love what we do. We love our job. This industry is great. You need to take care of this industry because this industry will take care of you. You got to put in something in this industry to get something out. And that's what it's about. So what you guys think? Yes, sir. Pick your hard. Pick your hard. Being a, being a great, good barber, doing the right thing, that's difficult. Being a dirtbag, that's even harder. It is hard to be a dirtbag. <laughs> but, I mean, every, everything in life is a risk. Playboy. Literally. Playboy. <laughs> Literally, everything in life is a risk. If you want to do something, it's a risk. I mean. Choose your heart. Walking outside is a risk. You never know. I like I mean, that. Choose your heart. Because, you know, it's a candy world, and we're just all in it, am I? It's a candy world. Yeah. I can't take – somebody said pick your heart. I can't take that. Somebody uh, chose I mean, hey, but still, we got to give. But, again, what y'all think about the podcast? We we had two of them there. What you guys think? It was a good one. Very good one. Very controversial in the first one. But, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a topic I feel like that was very uh, – needed to be talked about. I feel like a lot of people feel, feel about that one. It's a good podcast. You're about to go through a metamorphosis of being an owner. <laughs> Your whole mind about yeah. to change. Controversy is good. What you think, Mr. M? What I think, I think it's great, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this surgeon dude. I don't know why we have him on a date. I, mean, I didn't even know that. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. I, mean, I just met him last week at the school. I mean, but we, I mean, that's why we got the. I'm going to have to meet him. Go up there and cut. You don't go up there no more and teach? No, I do. I haven't done it. But I'm a, I haven't been for the past. Month, ah, like Jordan, what's but up? You depriving I'm, I'm those a, kids. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start going again. That's how to get all this other stuff. See, Nusayan, you, you depriving them kids, the students. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to help. Right I can't. This dude right here. Again, Barbecue Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Johnson City, Tennessee. That is in Bristol, Virginia. 
Spreading love the Tri-City way is one way, but spreading love the Crowd Cuts way is the only way. I can shout out for Feed Spot for ranking us in the top 25 podcasts in the world and also top 25 podcasts in the country. Top three, that is, for Barber content. Again, like, share, subscribe, check us out. Keep coming in with the love, the messages, questions that you may have. And yeah, also, we are looking for a DJ to be on the podcast. We can zoom you in. You can start the podcast, however you may be. If you know someone who's a good DJ who wants to rock with us and open up the show, we're looking for someone who can spin those tunes on the ones and twos. You know, we're just trying to show love for 50 years of hip-hop. We want to come in with something new. What's your last words, Mr. Amai and Mr. J? My last words? Uh, man, it's the first time I've been stumped. I'm going to say don't be a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> I got Mitch laughing. That works. Do y'all know that? I'm going to start you saying that word, dirtbag. It's addicting. <laughs> what did Kanye say in that song? What? Give it up for the... Oh, yeah. I ain't going to say it. <laughs> dirtbags. <laughs> Oh, man. Jay, what's your last words? That's it? Yeah. No, I ain't it. Uh, (laughs) Live life, have fun. Like I always say, I'm going to make that into a t-shirt. Don't be scared to risk. Don't be to take a risk. Don't be scared to fail. Uh, Continue to grow. Yeah, just, just do you. The undisputed. Choose your heart. And again, shout out to Maypop Media for the engine in the back, doing a wonderful job of always keeping us on set, keeping this thing going. If you want to do a podcast, my man Mitch of Maypop Media can do a podcast from you, wherever you are in this country. Hit him up, send him a message, and he'll take care of you. He can do a podcast if you're in Cali, if you're in China, if you're in Arizona, if you're in Madagascar. He can set it up for you like you're in the studio, live and direct. Make it seem seamless. And make it seem easy so you can do what you do. Shout out to my man Mitch from Maypop. One time for your mind. Peace.